Welcome to Two Peas in a Pod. I'm Max Pisano. And I'm Joseph Pisano. Each week we'll be talking real estate, banking and mortgages, sharing insights into the local real estate markets and updates on the banks for your mortgages and investment loans to help you make better informed decisions. And also give you an opportunity to ask questions in this ever-changing, uncertain environment. So let's get into it, shall we? Well, hi, Joseph. How are you? Welcome to episode five of Two Peas in a Pod. Um, today is the 8th of May. How are you, Joseph? I'm oh, not too bad, thanks, uh, Max. Um, I'm just sitting here in my back office at home. Uh, I went into the uh, office at work, I suppose, two offices, and uh, I'm now just at the back here watching the uh, wind um, blow the leaves around, which I have to sweep up tomorrow <laughs> i think well let's give you something to do it has been a bit windy I'm, I'm actually in the office at the moment looking out beautiful blue skies a bit of cloud out there i've got to tell you I, I i can't believe how great the weather has been maybe maybe with this uh coronavirus we've all had an opportunity to slow down and uh smell the roses so to speak and maybe i'm just noticing more of it maybe it's always been there but uh i gotta tell you it's, it's gorgeous went for a walk today and um uh, and it's it's absolutely sensational. Well, it's good to hear you well. Um, I believe that uh, uh, recently this week you may have been on a webinar, Joseph, that um, you mentioned was, I think, hosted by the ANZ, yep. and perhaps our listeners uh, could be um, or could enjoy or could benefit from that information. So, um, as you all know, we, we love to keep up to date and... Uh, Whilst we're not advisors, and we certainly won't advise you to do anything, we, we certainly would like to give you our spin and opinion on on what we hear. So, Joseph, over to you. Tell me a little bit about this webinar that you were on. Yes, well, basically it was yesterday, Thursday, and uh, it was actually quite a good, uh, actually fantastic presenter, uh, young lady that presented it, and um, she's an economist uh, at ANZ, and basically... Um, what I did was just uh, jot down some notes and um, it's funny because they they don't actually distribute usually those um, when they do do an economic report you get it distributed after a webinar or they send it out to you but because things are changing uh, ever so quickly they prefer to keep people up to date because uh, everything is changing super quick at the moment but I'll give you an idea, Max, of what I, you know, some of the things I took from it. And uh, there's some negative, uh, there's a bit of negativity in there, but uh, let's start with um, construction. They're talking, you know, by the second half of the year, construction will be down, you know, around about 25% on today's levels or the start of the year's levels. So that's that's a big drop. Um, so, Jake, can I just stop you there? So I'm assuming that means... Um, Probably new applications uh, for parents, no and things doubt. like that. Yeah, yeah. I would think I would think they get it like that, and you would have things that are yeah construction meaning starting. Um, and because uh, I know there have been a few jobs that have been pulled, but on the other hand, they also spoke about government government trying to pick up the slack with their projects. You know, to 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 fill that void. 
Um, right. It talks about immigration, immigration being down for the next couple of years. And, and I think that's where the construction thing's coming from, you would think, that, you know, we're not going to have more immigrants to fill these apartments, units or houses or whatever. You, you, you're looking forward. Um, they talk about um, also the, the unemployment rate. They expect unemployment rate to get to about 9.5% by the end of the year, which is a lot, lot more than what it is or has been for many years now. And they also spoke about, um, you know, when things will return to normal or what might be a normal. And, and that that date seems to be, look, we're going to have not a great year next year, but 2022 might be um, the year that things start to pick up again. So not a, not a lot of great things, but there's some positives we can take out out of those. And actually one that I did just looking at my notes now um, is that, you know, the business confidence, is, it's a lot lower than it was when we had the 2008, um, you know, global financial crisis when it started in 2008. And at the moment, those indicators from business seem to be a lot more negative or a lot more people uh, in business are more negative now than what they were back then. So, And I guess, Joe, we, we should probably mention that, I mean, even as we speak today being the 8th of May, um, some of that business confidence may change slightly over the next week or so as we might, we might, you know, loosen on restrictions. Yeah. Uh, I guess every state will be different, yeah. but, but certainly, um, yeah, I can vouch for the, the lower business confidence now than what uh, we had in 2008. Cause I remember 2008, I was, I was in business. I was in the hospitality game and, and even though we had GFC, um, we still got through, you know, we still did weddings. So we were in the uh, function industry back then. Still did weddings. Uh, you know, it was a bit tougher. I don't actually remember it being that much tougher because obviously if you're, you're servicing people well, it's not a problem. But, but yeah, I'd, I would hate to have had that same business today. Yeah. I think it would be disastrous, absolutely actually, disastrous. Actually, an interesting point you just brought up there, Max, that you said we still got through it and... I think maybe what we should do is just sort of relate that to now that, that, you know, we still got through it. So how do we get through it now might be a good thing or what, what's happening out there that um, maybe it's an advantage to some people, you know, I, you know, the, the rentals and, you know, people, people still got to buy and sell homes and people um, are still got to rent and, you know, there's got to be things that are, the current situation that's actually a positive. I know things are negative, but there's there's some opportunities out there for people at the moment. I'm sure you're seeing that in your, you know, in in the real estate game, there must be good opportunities for people even out there now or in six months or in four months. And, you know, we, we did in one of our episodes, you know, speak about preparing to be ready, you know. So maybe, you know, what's happening now or what are people doing that you're finding um, seems to be a bit of a trend or, you know, what questions are you being asked? Well, I guess, okay, so let's let's recap. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely you can be the Stuart Little and say that, you know, the, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Because, I mean, you know, you've yeah. got unemployment that's going to probably hit um, all-time highs. Yeah. Uh, as you said, you've got construction that's going to drop. 
Yeah. You've got, um, you know, business confidence is also dropping and then immigration. But but then again, you know, rates are the lowest they've ever been. They're probably going to stay low. Yeah, that's and true. And so, so, you know, money's cheap. So, yeah, I guess, I guess from the positive side of this, Perhaps, you know, for example, perhaps might now might be or in the next few months might be the best time to, to upgrade to a new home, you know, to a, to a larger home whereby, um, yeah, sure, you know, prices will most probably drop. In fact, the, the Treasurer of Victoria came out and said quite blatantly a couple of weeks ago that, you know, he's yeah. looking at a 9 to 10% drop. And, and I guess just as a side note, just as a side note, you know, it's very important to... to to explain that the market isn't just one big cumulative market that everything happens the same across the board. I mean, I get this asked a lot, you know, well, what's the market doing now? How's real estate? But the market is, is there's, you know, there's the, there's the Australian market, of course, then there's the Victoria market, but let's talk a little bit closer to home. The Melbourne market isn't just one market, you know, it's made up of large homes, small homes, um, freestanding homes, apartments, units, uh, commercial. And then and then within those little sort of pockets, if you like, then there's the location as well. Yeah. You know, for example, Cranmer might perform differently to Turak or to Malvern East. So, yeah. so I think it's, you've got to be really careful about, you know, saying the market's going to do one thing um, yeah. and it's going to do the same across the board. So... You know, I just wanted to mention that because that's an important thing to keep in mind. And, and more, now more than ever, I think the markets are behaving differently in different locations, in different demographics. You know, a demographic that perhaps was, um, uh, well, you know, had more hospitality. For example, CBD, right? CBD has got a lot of um, students, you know, yes. a lot of students who are here, a lot of them overseas students. A lot of those students work in the hospitality type trade to make ends meet. Well, of course, if you look then at unemployment, I would imagine in the CBD, it's probably massively high, yeah. you know. But but so, so that aside, so, you know, if we take a look at those negatives and those market moves, yeah, I guess it could be a good time, you know, for example, to upgrade. I mean, your higher end property is most likely going to be cheaper. Um, and then you've got things like, you know, predominantly in an up market, people tend to, to buy and then sell. Maybe now's the right time to sell well, and then buy. Um, well, the banks certainly, the banks um, certainly, um, you know, they still want to lend money, right? We know that. But I think what you're right, you're right, Max. It, it's why, you know, like a client of mine said to me, why would I take a risk um, of buying before I sell? You know, and I thought, well, that's right. I mean, why would you? I mean, looking from what I've been hearing, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but before we always had people saying when the market was booming, we were worried about, people always booming, um, worried about, look, if I sell first, where am I going to live? You know, where am I going to live? What about if I can't find a place? Um you know, and then I've got to rent and, you know, rent's pretty hard, but I think that's changed a bit too, um, where you might be able to sell and rent for a little while. I mean, because well, we don't seem to have that massive upswing in prices, you know. Like, Well, I 100% agree. I think, you know, I think if you were to sell, in fact, 
renting would be an absolutely great alternative whilst you find the right place. In fact, you probably find the place is more suited to you. I mean, admittedly, there's probably less on the market to sell. But having said that, I don't think you're going to disadvantage yourself by renting, you know, 6, 12, even 18, 24 months, even tops, because that will then put you in a cash position. And as we all know, cash is king. So if you're cashed up, ready to go, that puts you in a much greater position of power to purchase the right place. But Joe, what about, what about investment properties? I mean, I would now be the right time to look at some of those, I guess, if, if we're looking at these negative indicators in the market, perhaps those sorts of properties might also be something that could potentially... Well, there have been um, people that have been... You know, there's always a cycle where people that have got a secure job and the paying too much tax, you know, for whatever reason they want to build their wealth, they've been advised they should get a something with negative gearing or whatever, or it's just at their stage of life. Um, you know, those people are still in the market. Um, they've been shaken a bit, but I, I just, you know, I had a call you know, a few hours ago and this is someone who was got pretty shaken up, say, three months ago and said, well, you know, I'm thinking of buying an investment property, but I'm not quite sure. And I've, I've said, look, I'd be researching it. You you can actually do it. You, you've got a secure job. You can, but it's, you go and get your advice on that. But he's come back today and sort of said, look, I think, I really think now's a great time or it's, you know, I'm going to, I know there's not a lot of properties out there, but I can just see the prices coming down for me, you know, and they're talking about a long-term buy. They're not talking about buying it for five years. They're talking, you know, 20 years or something like that, that'll give them a return. Well, and I understand, as we know, saying, you know, it, it, are we talking that the rents are a, a bit more negotiable, getting lower because the interest rates are, you're getting nothing on your money. So I think that's going to affect everything, you know? Yeah, look, I, I definitely, um, I mean, if you look at uh, investing in property at the moment, um, just the other day I saw a report, I think it was in the ABC, that um, uh, ASIC has bought out a warning for mum and dad investors who uh, apparently, um, as you, you were mentioning to me before in a previous conversation, there's been more activation of dormant share trading accounts in the last, yeah. I don't know, two, three months, probably less, probably a month or two, than there has been for quite some time. And so ASIC came out and actually had a, uh, a warning, almost like a community warning, like a recall saying, look, be careful about yeah. investing in the stock market yeah. because it is quite volatile. And as we know, you know, the, 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 you can't time the market, the, the stock market that is. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I mean, property is the long game and now might be a good time for those people who've got a little bit of uh, cash saved up and a bit of equity to look at perhaps buying something. Because yeah. here's, here's one thing that's for certain, Joseph. Um, we all have to live somewhere. Yeah. Right. And, and, Whilst I remember when we first, where the state of emergency was declared, I was a bit concerned. I was a bit concerned because um, you know, my business, of course, is property and and as well as that um, property management, I was concerned that, you know, obviously people can't pay their rents, means that landlords don't earn income, but also my business doesn't earn an income. And, yeah. and I've got to say, whilst it has been affected uh, somewhat, certainly not to the extent that I thought. And, and that further solidifies that, you know, property, in other words, a roof over your head is something that, love it or hate it, it's going to be, it's, it's an essential item, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, people aren't going to say, 
uh, well, well, there have been some. I'm not paying rent, you know, but we're talking about the rogues out there. But but you know, people aren't going to say, well, I'm not going to live somewhere and rent or I'm not going to pay my mortgage and, and, and live under a roof somewhere because that's just an essential service. So it, 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 it's definitely, you know, there was an article the other day also on um, people that own their own homes at retirement, right, um, are going to be a lot less likely to be in financial difficulty or stress or whatever when it does come time at, you know, retirement to, you know, to live the rest of your life out. And if you've got a roof over your head and it's paid off, um, whether that be when you're 60 or 65 or 70 or whatever, they're, they're, um, they're going to be a lot better position, basically. Um, so I would, I would definitely agree with that. Well, um, I guess, look, so, so just to recap, uh, listeners, um, yeah, you know, there's a fair bit of negativity, but like everything, for every um, negative, uh, I guess, situation, there's yeah. always going to be an opportunity and a positive. Yeah. And so we just thought we'd put a little bit of a spin on on that. And uh, thanks, Joseph, for, for sharing that, by the way. It's... Uh, it's um, it's certainly been informative uh, uh, information. So uh, have you got anything else to say for this week, Joe? Uh, not really. I just, um, you know, people, the phone's actually ringing a little bit more this week. So whether it's, um, you know, because of ScoMo's, you know, plan that was due out today or whatever, but um, I don't know. The, it's not all that bad. It's not all that bad. And and people are actually thinking about what they're going to do, which is a good thing. You know, what do I, what am I going to do? They're starting to, you know, out there and they're asking over the phone, which is good, which is a good thing. So, I mean, you know, chin up and um, let's see um, what happens in another week or so. Well, as always, um, we're here to answer any questions. Feel free to reach out to myself or Joseph via email and um, we hope to uh, catch you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening. Good on you. Thank you all.